So, Carly, I want to ask you, uh, why were you so happy last night? <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, you better tell me. <laughs> I may have hung out with I'm oh, we already it. fucking knew that. I called that. I called that shit, Carly. I called Michaela and I was like, guess what? Carly tweeted last night. <laughs> and I was like, I bet oh, she's with a- That's why she hasn't been fucking texting us back. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> it was a good night. Actually, he, we went to a park, like I went to Parkersburg and he rented a hotel room. And I didn't pay for it. He rented, like, the nicest hotel room. And it had, like, a jacuzzi in the room and a jacuzzi bathtub. So, like, there was, like, walk-in. And it was a giant fucking room. I swear to God, it was, like, a honeymoon suite. And there was our bed and then a couch. And then, like, across from the couch was an opening. And it was just a jacuzzi. Mm. And then the bathroom was also, like, a shower and a jacuzzi tub. And it was nice because, like, I didn't even know he was going to do that. I thought we were just getting dinner. And then we went to Texas Roadhouse, and he, like, paid for all of it. Like, we haven't done this in a very long time. And then he went out with his friends, and he introduced me to, like, all of his guy friends. It was a good time. It just made me fun. Whatever. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I'm like, I can't imagine anything else that would be, like, good enough for her to tweet about. I know. (laughs) he got really fucking white girl wasted and i was talking to his one friend and kept telling me how like the past six months which it's okay like i don't know that he really me and he's trying to be a better man for me and all this stuff and i was like well he's gonna have to fucking show me other than just buying me things like he has to treat me the right way too and not freak out when I don't come see him, yeah. all this stuff, and he goes, I know, he's just an emotional girl, and I'm like, yeah, I know, and I'm also an emotional fucking girl. <laughs> I told him sometimes he's worse than how I act. Well, because he is. No, he's- okay, so episode number two. Hi to all 32 of our listeners. All 32 of our established (laughs) audience. (laughs) Not expecting that at all. (laughs) No, I literally was watching the numbers go up. I was like 29. Today it was 32. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So ridiculous. Hope you like it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I told Taylor earlier. I'm like, well, like. Three or four of them are me, but no, it's like actually <laughs> listeners. But I'm like actually to it like four times. <laughs> like, we just really like to hear each other talk. <laughs> I just like to hear myself, but it's okay. <laughs> so my one friend at work, her name is Gabby. She's like I trained her on to go, and she's like my miniature me. She has been listening to our podcast. <gasps> oh she, like, my god! Came to work. Girl. We are up to 32 listeners. Yeah, so shout out to Gabby if you're hearing this. Hell yeah, Gabby. <laughs> She's oh so fun. <laughs> she was listening to it in her car. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I like cannot get over that. Yeah, no. Today, we're talking about. Are we talking about COVID? Yeah, let's talk about COVID. 
We're talking about COVID, <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus! Everyone that wants to listen to it. So, two <laughs> out of the three of us have had COVID. Yes, two out of the three. Me and Carly. Yeah, and now I'm vaccinated, bitches, so I'm not getting it. <laughs> That's either. damn Lucky right. <laughs> so I got let's talk about, my vaccine. We can talk about that real fast, actually, That's too, fine. because you got the vaccination. Yeah. Um, and I did not. Me either. Because, well, you didn't get it offered to you, Carly. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah but um i work in a nursing home so i got it offered to me but i chose not to get it because i think actually you were the first person to send that to me that article yeah um we both were seeing that like someone had put out there that the covid vaccine should not be given to people that are pregnant or planning to get oh. pregnant in the next couple months and like zach and i want to have a baby pretty soon so i was nervous about getting it and then i saw a bunch of information about how that is not true and like contradictory stuff to that but just seeing it in the first place made me think like if i were to get this vaccine and then get pregnant and something happened to the fetus and it'd be tied back to this vaccine for any reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not be able to live with myself. Right. So I just chose not to get it. But I feel so much guilt surrounding that. Because, like, everyone that I work with got it. And well, they all were like, oh, are you getting the vaccine? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, well, why not? And they their attitude changes like that. Yeah, no. I and I remember you talking about it earlier before, like, we were talking about getting the vaccine. And you had said possibly weren't going to get it because you already had it. And I don't know if there's any side effects or like. Well, that I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure at the time, but I had it in April. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But you can only be excused from the vaccine if you've had it within the last three Uh, months. I think it's like 90 days. Like if you're in the like, you can't get it again phase. In, yeah. yeah, so like technically, I could get it again now because it's been so long. Yeah. Um, but Do you, know you know, I had it no, I don't know anyone who's had it twice. Yeah. No, I, I don't there. either. Which is something else that like is very interesting to me. Heard um, though, or like read somewhere that like people who got it twice, it's like twenty times worse than the first time they had it. Really? I'm surprised. I feel like it'd be the opposite. Like, I feel like you would have less symptoms. Right. But like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. Well, it's already in your, like, your body knows how mm-hmm. to react, you know? I don't know. But I don't blame you at all because, I mean, I know that there are articles out that say it is safe, which it, it most likely is, but also they, they right. don't test any pregnant women on it. Like, yeah. So you, you just never know. And yeah. I don't I don't blame anyone for not wanting to get it and I have friends at my job that decided not to get it and I don't think any differently of them and mm-hmm. I expect the same thing towards how they feel about me like if if I decided to get mm-hmm. it 
I don't want right. them to say things about me. So, yeah. and really it's no one's business. And that's the thing that's been making me so angry at my work. They talk about who was in line to get it over the walkie system. So the whole building knew that I wasn't getting it. Yeah. that's. And I just, that's like against HIPAA, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's no reason for the entire staff of my building to know that I'm the only one on this hallway that's not getting the vaccine. Also, I know the flu and COVID are two completely different, like, types of sicknesses, but, like, not everyone gets the flu shot. Flu vaccine, so not everyone's going to get the COVID, like, vaccine. Exactly. And I don't really need to explain myself, but people, you know, now they make you feel like you have to. No, I agree. I have a friend, I one of my really good coworkers, or my really good friends who's a coworker, um, she decided not to get her vaccine, and mm-hmm. um, she actually had someone tell her that she was, like, selfish. And yeah. I, I don't know, uh, like, I get where they're coming from, because, you know, I did decide to get the vaccine, but also, like you said, it's no, no one else's business. It's not even, like, FDA approved, so they can't force right. us to get it's it. It's so new, like, they still really don't like there could be side effects that haven't been discovered yet either right because all of those other articles that were contradicting the first one that i mentioned all of them said well there has been no testing done on pregnant women and i'm like well that doesn't make me feel any better either yeah also what's selfish going back to like michaela who your friend who they called selfish what's selfish is people who don't wear a mask Right, exactly. And, like, the vaccine is totally, like, up to you if you want to get one or not. And that's going to help yeah. towards having, like, a normal society and normal everyday activities again and not having to wear a mask. But I feel like there are always going to be people who wear, like, masks from now on, no matter what. With or without Right. Vaccine. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, just because I didn't get it doesn't mean I'm out here, like, not right. wearing my mask. Doing, like, I'm still taking every single precaution mm-hmm. to protect myself and my family and everyone in the society because I don't want to be that person that like is spreading it mm-hmm. around just because I didn't get a vaccine for yeah. it I yeah. agree. but for I'm anyone, doing my part who wants to know about the vaccine I got both of mine I got the Pfizer vaccine and I got the first one and then the second one's three weeks after I have like barely any side effects the first one I had arm soreness which was like nothing and then the second one I t- this is what I tell people. I work night shift, so I'm tired all the time. <laughs> and I literally was, like, just tired the next day. And I was like, I don't know if it's from night shift or it's from this vaccine. I don't know. It could be both, you know. But um, my mom got it, too. My mom got both of them. And she said with the second one, she did have, like, fever. She just had to take Tylenol. And she did end up calling off work the day after she got the second mm. one. Um, but it was mostly just because she didn't want to go to work. <laughs> like, I'm going to use this as an excuse, get the day off. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people who got it and the same, like, similar things. The first one, barely any symptoms with it. And then the second one, maybe, like, fever, chills for a day, you know, yeah. tiredness. Mm-hmm. But everyone's been okay. And That's what I've I don't too. have. Co- I don't get COVID now. Yeah. I hope I don't get right. COVID because I don't want to have that loss of sense of smell and taste. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, awful. Worst part. That. <laughs> Most awful. Yeah. And then like so people do we, who yeah. don't get it back for months. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, why don't you talk oh. about your experience first since you got it first? Okay. So, 
I'll start back in, I think it was like really early April or the end of March was when on like a Wednesday or something we got, I got home from work and my boss texted me and said that um, we weren't supposed to go to work the next day, that there was, there was one person that had tested positive for COVID and like at the time we didn't know who, we didn't know if it was a staff or Mm -hmm. resident. And I was like, oh, great. Here we go. So um, we stayed home Thursday. And then we get another call that we're going to stay home the rest of the weekend and to be back on Monday. Well, then Monday came around and we weren't going in Monday. And it just continued like that. It was like really every day, week to week, we didn't know if we were going to go back yet. And this was just the therapy department. So nursing and staff and everything were still at the nursing home but therapy kind of just got kicked out um and I think it was only about two and a half weeks later my boss she went back and then like one other PTA went back and the rest of us were off for a total of two months and in that time I about a week and a half after we got kicked out I started to get like a head cold And I didn't really think anything of it, but I was kind of doubting myself because I was wearing a mask and like washing my hands like crazy and doing all these extra things that I don't normally do. So then I'm like, well, how did I just randomly catch a cold? You know, like Mm -hmm. that's from bacteria and stuff too. So I don't know how that would have happened. Mm -hmm. So then... I woke up one day and I literally could not taste or smell anything. Not at all. It was completely gone. 100% gone. So I decided, I was like, well, maybe I should go get tested. And this was on a Saturday and they don't do testing on Saturday. So then I had to go back Monday. And of course, it ended up being positive. Um, And I was already off work to begin with. So there wasn't really much to do with that. But I had to deal with my company was giving us COVID pay and then I had to file for workers comp and then unemployment after that. And ultimately it was a shit show for three weeks and I didn't end up getting paid for anything until about a month after I ended up going back to work. So this was like a three month period of me not getting paid pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, so that was really hard. And Zach, of course, you know, we live together and we're engaged at the time and he was working and then they shut down Piscotti's and then he was home for a little while and then they opened up takeout only. And that actually saved us because he was working every day and then was doing a lot of like side work for our boss and was getting paid extra for that. So that was really nice. And he was able to get unemployment and was getting it right away and like didn't have any issues so that was what saved us but we were really struggling for a while um so ultimately though my COVID experience having it aside from the no taste and smell I was pretty much fine like that cold went away and the only thing I can tell people to explain the sensation is that I could have drank vodka and water and not known any difference at all like it's crazy 
the only thing that I could tell a difference in food was texture differences. Yeah. There was no taste at all. That's crazy. You were like it's one of the, the first people. Thing. I think you were probably the first person I like personally knew who had COVID. Yeah, this I was think early on. You know, this was way early. I remember I came home and you and me went for a walk down by the lake and like two days later you're like, yeah. yo, I got COVID. Because <laughs> oh, wasn't that for Easter? Was that yeah, I think it was Easter. Probably. So this was like right after yeah. Easter. I tested positive. And that was your the time I saw you was like the day before they told me if I was in contact with yeah. anyone, I should let them know. Or like to let the health department yeah. know or whatever. And I think the only people I had been around was mm-hmm. Zach, of course, um, and his it's- parents. I think that was it. Because I didn't even see my mom for Easter. They yeah, I don't food think off. we even wore a mask, but, like, it's crazy how they say it's so contagious. And I remember we, like, walked around for an hour, and we hugged each other. I we didn't hugged, get yeah. it yep. from you. And Zach didn't get it, or he was asymptomatic. So, that's the thing, yeah. Zach and I, you know, we don't have a huge house. There wasn't a way for us to quarantine ourselves away mm-hmm. from each other. We sleep in the same bed. We use the same bathroom you know we eat from the same dishes like we do all this stuff and he never had any symptoms and like for those of you that don't know Zach is a little older than I am he's eight years older than me and he's been smoking since he was 18 yeah so for to compare the both of us if any of us were to have symptoms I would have expected Mm -hmm. it to be him and he didn't show any symptoms he never got tested, but you know, like I don't know. I still don't know to this day if he had it or if he didn't. Yeah. And that yeah, he probably was super weird. I feel like he, he probably would have tested positive. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, but you tell your COVID. Story. Okay, so it was a, right before Thanksgiving, maybe like two weeks before, back in November, and it was a Saturday. And I was at Applebee's. And I remember I felt like kind of, but I told them like I had, and mine started with a sore throat. And I was like, I don't think it's COVID, but like I do have a sore throat. I told my managers, like, because at this point they were trying to take it more seriously and go home. But they didn't want to send me home because they wanted me to stay in work. And I was like, all right, it's whatever. It's just a sore throat from it, like getting cold outside. The weather's changing. The next day, Sunday, I remember I was, like, running around and serving. And when I was talking to my, like, tables, I thought I was out of breath. But I just thought it was because I was, like, talking too much and too fast. And my throat was still hurting. And then I was like, it's whatever. I'm fine. Not Like, I just have, like, a little cold. And then Monday, I worked again. I felt really sick, was really tired. And I went to work again and told them I didn't feel good, but I didn't have a fever, so they weren't sending me home or anything. It was just like a sore throat, maybe a little shortness of breath. I was sleepy. Well, that night, I remember, it was the worst night of my sleep ever. Um, I was turning off. This is the night I had fever. I was sweating all night. I could not sleep. I had a terrible headache. Um, I was super tired, but I couldn't sleep. 
And I called off work Tuesday morning and that's when I decided to go get tested. And I didn't have anyone else to drive me to the test location. It was also in Logan, Ohio, which is like 25, 30 minutes away. So I drove to go get tested there. Um, and about, it was like a rapid test, so like half an hour later, they called me and they're like, you're positive. Um, and then I remember the next day is when I lost my taste and smell. Could not taste or smell mm-hmm. anything. It was so weird. And I had my friend bring me like a bunch of soups and she just dropped them off outside. I remember eating chicken noodle soup and I was like, I cannot taste anything. But like <laughs> feeling the texture in my mouth and not being able to taste anything was the weirdest thing ever. Like, I was eating chicken noodle it's soup seriously and I was like, so can't tell if this is chicken or a noodle, but I'm chewing. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And I think I slept for like four days straight. It like knocked me out. But once my fever broke, mm-hmm. like midday Tuesday, my fever broke. And it was like a little bit of a sore throat. I had a major congestion too. And it was right in like my nose and under like my eye area. I don't know what how you would what you would call that, but it was super congested. And I guess it was like a head cold. I don't know. I've never really had a head cold before. And yeah, so I guess it would be that. It was just like congestion, a little bit of sore throat. I never had a cough. And like I used to smoke once in a while. And so and I used to vape like jewel every day of my life. So to not have a cough was like weird. <laughs> and the taste and smell is the worst part. And I'm going to work. I yep. didn't get unemployment because I was only off work at this point that like CDC had researched enough to only have you quarantine if you had it for 10 days. So I was only off work for 10 mm-hmm. days and I couldn't get unemployment because I wasn't off of work for 14. So, yeah. Yep. That's what happened yeah. to me for my, uh, so that kind of sucked, but my landlord was nice enough to like take money off of my rent. So that was nice. Oh, that is nice. But then that, um, it took probably, I remember my taste came back like a, I started tasting, like, sweets first and, like, spicier things. I remember, like, I branched out and went to go get Taco Bell one day, even though, like, I couldn't taste anything. I was out of quarantine (laughs) and was able to go back out. I was like, I want that extra fire, like, hot sauce. And I could taste that, but I could not (laughs) taste anything else. (laughs) And it cleared up my nose. (laughs) And then I think I ate, like, a Snicker bars one day, and I could, like, kind of taste the sweetness in that. And to this day, I swear, my, like, smelling is still messed up. Everyone's well, that's what yeah, I was telling you that, like, my taste and smell went back to normal for a little while. And then probably about three months ago. So this was, like, I don't know, however many months after I actually had COVID. It, it, like, my, all of a sudden... I am smelling things differently and weirdly yeah. that I've never smelled yeah. before. I've heard that from many, many people. So yeah, not just you like that. I cannot drink. I hate Coke. I hate the taste of yeah. Coke or Pepsi. I cannot drink it. It just tastes like gasoline to me or like some kind oh, of. You can have a McDonald's Coke. Well, I drink it when I know I need it. <laughs> well, okay, I... if you know what I mean. Hungover. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> I'll suck it down. Well, like I I'm like wait a second. Say. Today I had a cherry Coke and it tasted normal. So I'm not at that point yet. But like sometimes I swear you I might cannot smell anything. Like I try so hard to smell something and I don't know 
it, like this might sound weird, but I'm like trying so hard to smell something that I can't smell it or if it's the COVID. Yeah, no, I know what you mean because like my smell mm-hmm. has changed so much that I think that I actually have yeah. nerve damage to my olfactory nerves because I'm trying. Is that to, what COVID like, affected? Like, I don't know these like. It, c- it can. It can yeah. have nerve damage. So my, I think car. that it fucked me up, honestly, because different smells mm-hmm. like bad smells like poop, farts, they smell different. They still smell bad. I remember when I had COVID I and Archie that like is. had a couple accidents in the house. Like, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to smell his poop. I would literally pick up his poop in the towel and try so hard to smell it. Like, <laughs> no, no. no, because <laughs> and I couldn't so smell it. Not to be able to smell. It was literally like a centimeter from my nose. And I was like, come on. Oh. <laughs> I do the same thing with a bunch of shit that I don't like. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was something around our house that I was like, this is not going to smell good. And I couldn't smell it. And I was like, oh, well, it doesn't affect me at all. That's but crazy. I mean, yeah. Once in a while, I feel like, I don't know, but like, I think Archie farts, but he's nowhere around me. So maybe that's weird smells that I'm smelling in the air. I don't know. Probably. You're probably also, like sensitive like, to I've seen a couple smells. of TikToks with like conspiracy theories about COVID and getting it and stuff. So I don't know if that stuff is still sitting in the mm-hmm. back of my head. And I think about that too. Dude, I'm telling you because yeah, I saw a TikTok. Conspiracy theory. No, for real though. I saw a TikTok about the same, like a girl that had the same symptoms as mm-hmm. me, like months after she had COVID. And there's an entire Facebook support group about people that their yeah. senses have changed join it, months like. after they've had the virus. Yeah, I should join oh, like, it because I could be a like spokesperson thing. Oh, like no. t- they test metal and like chemical-y stuff and they can smell like chemicals more. And how I, yeah. I saw one where it, she I said feel. like at the gas station, she can smell much more than just gas. It's like a, It's like they unlocked like, you know, the third eye, but like a third sense. Like, you can smell their <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't know. It is yeah. crazy though. But I guess Michaela, you didn't have it. But I remember when we had it. You um were a nurse in Akron still, and didn't they change your floor from? Didn't they make you a COVID floor? What was that? Yeah, one? for a little bit. <laughs> I worked on a surgical floor, but then they decided um, that they weren't going to do, you know, surgeries, just emergency surgery. So we didn't really have as many patients. And so they said, okay, your floor is going to be COVID rollout. And I mean, it was scary at that time. Like, mm-hmm. it's not as scary anymore thinking about COVID. And like, if I have a COVID patient, it's not as scary. But back in like March and April, I was scared. Like, think, like looking back, because no one knew what was going to happen. They were talking about how the hospitals were going to be overrun. Like, people were talking, like, our whole hospital was going to be COVID at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember being, like, super scared. And weren't they um, running? Or, like, you guys didn't have the proper equipment every other hospital? Yeah. Usually for a patient who has the flu or who has, like, tuberculosis, we use the masks one time. And then they were telling us that we had to keep our one mask and use it for weeks. And yeah, we had reused gowns that 
we usually would use in one time that we go into a patient's room and we would have like plat or not paper bags that we would have our name on that would have our mask in it and we would keep mm-hmm. it like at the hospital. Um, yeah. But it was scary. Like I remember when I had my first COVID patient and who was COVID positive and it was like the six year old man. And I just like, cause I, you know, I'm all gowned up. He can't even see what I look like. He can see the, my eyes. Taylor knows how that feels because she does mm-hmm. it every single day. <laughs> um, stop. My cat is being fat. Stop. Um, but you could just tell he was so scared. Cause it was still new too. Like I said, like he was probably early on like April and I could just tell he was so scared and I couldn't even, I didn't even know what to say to him, to be honest. Like, Am I supposed to say it's going to be okay? Right. Because I don't know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'm just glad. That's why I pretty much said, like, I know that it's probably scary. And I'm sorry, like, you have to go through this. But um, luckily, that didn't last long. I, I was on a COVID floor very long, to be honest. So I was <sighs> one of the lucky ones. And now, like I said, I work on a cancer floor. So I don't deal with COVID patients right now. So that's good. That's nice. <laughs> but we were talking about earlier, like, everything that happened with uh, Jake. Oh, yeah. So, Jake's my boyfriend. Um, we were dating for, like, a year um, when COVID hit. And he was living with his parents at the time. And he got laid off. Like, everyone got laid off in March or April. And I was working on a COVID floor at that time. I, di- I lived home alone. Or, I lived alone. Sorry. I lived alone. I didn't, I couldn't go see my parents because at that time it was like, no, don't go visit anyone. Like, don't leave mm-hmm. your house. Like, it's so crazy looking back on that. It is. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, we, they had us all scared to death. Like I did not want to go see my mom at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't no. go see my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I told Jake, I was like, what if you come like stay with me for a while? Because I'm alone. Like I'm scared. I'm working with these COVID patients. You're laid off. And he'd come see me all the time. We lived about two hours away from each other. We were doing long distance at this time. And so he was like, yeah, I'll pack up my bags and I'll stay with mm-hmm. you for a few weeks. Well, then his mom's like super, super religious. And she had a fit about him coming and staying with me, even though he comes and stays with me like every other weekend. But whatever. Um so she said, if you're going to leave, then take all your stuff and you're not welcome back here. So that's how Jake and I moved in together. <laughs> and that's the story of forever. It was literally like two days later, he moved all of his crap into my one bedroom apartment and I was having an anxiety attack because I didn't know where I was going to put all this shit. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. I'm I remember you were it. texting us. You're like, there's literally no room for Jake's stuff. I don't know what to do. Yeah, we literally had a pile in our living room or my living room and I'm like, what am I going to do with all of your crap? He didn't have a dresser. Like, he literally laid his clothes out on the closet Boy. floor because he didn't oh have a dresser. <laughs> yeah craziness but (sighs) yeah it's just crazy to me looking back at those few months and how like scary it was I remember also it was one of the first weeks of COVID and like the lockdowns I was working and we were sitting in the break room and we had the news on and the news was just scaring the crap out of me too Mm -hmm. and I remember one of my coworkers, he was like Michaela it's gonna be okay and he just shut the news (laughs) off like he, like, knew that I was, like, freaking out internally. 
Do you know? We used to we used to have to shut the news off of our uh, residents' TVs in their rooms because yeah. that's all they would do is watch it, and they couldn't see their families. They couldn't leave their rooms. They were locked in this facility. Like they were terrified of this virus, and like you said, we were all gowned up. We had double masks, goggles, face shields, gloves, booties, everything, and so all they could see were our eyes and we all looked like the same person they didn't know who's who and we would just come in their rooms and you know do what we needed to do but it was like scary for them yeah and then they'd sit there all day long with the news on and just listen to the countless deaths and the numbers rising and all this stuff and I I just can't imagine how they felt at the time and even now because we're still going through it yeah I just I feel for them a lot yeah, crazy. but I want to talk a little bit about um the wedding mm-hmm. and everything that's had to change because of this pandemic so we got engaged in uh January of 2020 and we're planning our wedding for December of 2020 which may seem fast to some people it actually wasn't that bad you can definitely plan Mm -hmm. a wedding in 11 months and so I had picked out a venue we had everything booked and at the time I was thinking like oh my gosh this is so great I'm off work for two months I can get all this wedding planning done (laughs) and I was I was like an avid scheduler I'm very organized so I had a, a whole wedding notebook full of all of our vendors and like deposits we had put down what we owed their numbers emails everything I needed to know for those people and I was getting things done I was so excited and then all of a sudden people started canceling and moving their wedding dates and I was like oh no like this isn't good which I knew eventually that was going to happen but I kept it in the back of my head our wedding's not until December we'll be fine our wedding's not till December. We'll be fine. And I told myself that until literally November 12th. <laughs> well, things did get better. Like They did. Honestly, yeah. things got better. And they were okay. And I went to a wedding. I went to multiple weddings. I went mm-hmm. to a wedding in October. I went to the mm-hmm. we a wedding um, at the... Actually, I went to two weddings in October. And... There was supposed to be one, but they ended up moving it. It was fine. And honestly, they were pretty normal, which at the time may have been irresponsible of all of us because there were people dancing without wearing masks and gathering without wearing masks and all this stuff. And, like, you didn't know if anyone was exposed or Mm -hmm. not. And things were getting better. And then all of a sudden, things started to get worse. And people started blaming like weddings and funerals for the reasoning and it wasn't because this was right after halloween things started to get really bad and then they're like oh well people are just having their weddings like nobody's like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter and the thing was it was people that were having these huge halloween parties and like college campuses that were having Mm -hmm. these huge parties and that's where these numbers are rising from so i still live in athens and Oh, Ohio University is mainly like it runs Athens, Ohio, and I remember it was dead from like July. Well, when it like first started, like they sent all the kids home, 
once classes were out. Like, everyone moved out. But in the summer, and then in July 4th, all these students came back. The bars were packed. Court Street was packed. And the numbers weren't that bad. After July 4th, like, we went into, like, the purple zone because of all the kids coming back just to party. And then they'd leave. And then I remember Halloween, all these kids right. came back. Like, we went back up to the purple yeah. zone again. And then they just leave. And they don't think about, like, the community outside of the campus. You're- right. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. what was happening. So, it was, like, super scary. And it was the week before November 12th, which that's a month. That was a month before my wedding. And that was when every last payment was due for our venue for our vendors everything was due november 12th so i'm like whatever we do whatever we decide it has to be decided Mm -hmm. by this day so we were all down for going through with it we had cut our numbers down from like 150 well originally we were thinking 180 we cut it down to 150 then by the time we had sent invites out it was like 130 we weren't even expecting maybe 100 people to RSVP because we knew people weren't going to come because of it. And we, like, made our peace with that. We were okay. Um, and then about a week before that date, the governor of Ohio closed down congregate areas and weddings again, which means no dancing. Mm-hmm. And no mingling. You had to be seated with a drink. All that kind of stuff. That was what was being done before. And that I understand that some people went through with their weddings and had a beautiful day. That was not something I was willing to do. If I was spending all that money to have this gorgeous wedding, which I know you guys don't know me, but Mikhail and Carly can attest that this was going to be a beautiful day. And it still was. But the wedding we had planned was absolutely my dream wedding it was bougie as hell (laughs) so a castle castle. it was in a castle (laughs) (laughs) so unfortunately after a long 24 hours of talking it through and just weighing the pros and cons zach and i mostly i he said he would support me no matter what decided to to cancel it so I called my vendor the next day or my wedding planner like at our venue and she completely understood you know she's kind of waiting that phone call honestly but we were talking through other options because I I didn't know at the time if Mm -hmm. I was gonna push back our wedding date to later on or if we were gonna just cancel it all together I had no idea what we were gonna do and unfortunately they didn't have another option really available to us like we could have rescheduled anywhere up until april but honestly what's the difference between december and april i didn't think that things were going to get better um and i'm now i don't know because the vaccine's out and all this stuff but we didn't know that at the time so we decided to go ahead and cancel altogether and we ended up figuring out last minute. So this is like a month until our wedding date. <laughs> we rescheduled. Well, we had the same date, December 12th, but we um, planned it to be at they the worked restaurant out that together. And, I met at, and that we worked out together <laughs> for like 
four and a half years and um it ended up being honestly the most beautiful day and like we had 15 people total we still had a Mm-hmm. awesome night together the night before my girls and I we just we really made the best of it and after having our day I really truly can't imagine having anything else and I know that I gave up my dream wedding and I'm not being dramatic it crushed me for about a week I was in a very dark place I cried nonstop for probably 72 hours I would just think of it and start bawling like that. If you're not a girl that has planned their wedding since the time they were five, like you don't understand because this was seriously my dream. And I just gave it up because I wanted to protect my family. And I couldn't imagine putting Zach's grandma or anyone at risk. And I just I couldn't I couldn't go through with that. And that would have been selfish of me. And I know that. So we did what we had to do. His grandma ended up coming for the ceremony, wearing a mask and a face shield, and she left before dinner. So we had 14 for dinner. Um, We had to make super awful, devastating cuts to our bridal party. Um, Zach ended up cutting out two of his groomsmen, and I unfortunately couldn't invite one of my bridesmaids, which was awful. And I never want to go through this ever again. And I hope that no one ever has to go through this ever again. And I feel like every bride, if there's someone listening to this that had to move their wedding or cancel their wedding, I get it. Because this was the worst thing that has happened to me in my 23 years of living, honestly. And I hate to be dramatic because this I know it's a party. You're and it doesn't matter. But it does matter. About her wedding, it's like your dream day. You're allowed to be dramatic about it, but you did such a selfless thing by canceling it too. Yeah, you thought about everything, and that's what people kept saying. Yeah, yeah, but I still had a shower and everyone wore masks. It was great. It was outside. It was beautiful. I had a bomb bachelorette party. Unfortunately, Carly had COVID. Yeah. yes so she couldn't come but she facetimed in and we just did it at mine and zach's house it was super fun we really had a great night and our wedding turned out to be so beautiful and i have the most gorgeous pictures from it zach and i ended up writing our own vows to say to each other which we weren't originally planning on doing because we both get nervous talking in front of that many people um, and now that we, it was cut down to our immediate family and like closest friends, we felt more comfortable and it just was such a more intimate experience. And I think it really shown on like our relationship and our love for each other, mm-hmm. the way that we ended up doing it. And I think it was perfect. It was perfect. It was the so, best day. It was the best yes. weekend. Oh, it was the best weekend. So we, us... All three of us, and then Riley, who is another bridesmaid, we mm-hmm. got an Airbnb Friday night before the wedding on Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was so fun. We so all spent the night. We drank. We had a PowerPoint night. If anyone knows that from TikTok, like we all yep. had a PowerPoint and presented it to each other about random ass topics, <laughs> and it was so fun. And then we all got ready together. 
at the Airbnb in the morning before. And honestly, I wouldn't change it for anything. That was like one of the best weekends. Yeah, it was. And I was just looking through our wedding photos the other day. Um, and I'm like, man, like, I can't believe that I was ever so disappointed that I couldn't have something different than this because this was amazing. So good things can happen from a pandemic wedding. <laughs> and we, they still had their first dance and they had the yep. dad and daughter dance and they had the mom and the son dance. And we turned down the lights and we played music and all of us <laughs> I cried our so eyes much. The <laughs> I cried for all of them. Like you're in Zach's first dance, Zach, you and your dad, oh, his and Zach and mom. I worst. cried for 15 so minutes. Straight. You could just tell how much mom, they the loved worst. each other and how oh my god, oh my god. They were so happy. And like Jeez. his mom is just so proud of him and she's so happy to see him get married and be with someone you. no, I, oh it's you. so like it makes me want to you're cry an angel for him it. i cannot yeah oh. but anyways i know yeah it was a beautiful day are you guys gonna talk about about really the bachelor was. recap so before you go into that oh yes we got i our saw recap. a tiktok today and that's it. I want to talk about it before you go into it. And it was like okay. a conspiracy theory about how, whenever the bachelor or the bachelorette like is passing out their roses, and like I don't watch the bachelor or bachelorette, they're trying to get to, but like I don't know. Okay, everyone watches it, so I don't want to watch it. I'm being petty. <laughs> so I saw that like when they <laughs> pass out the roses, they like twist the rose around, they act all nervous because they're about to like call out a name. But she pointed out, this TikToker pointed out, they, they look at the rose and they spin it around and she believes that, like, the names are on the rose. Because they will, like, look down and spin it and then stop <laughs> and then immediately look up and call out the name. So you guys watch it. Do you see that? Oh, my God. So, okay. I okay. know what you're talking about. I think I've seen this exact same TikTok. Mm-hmm. There are multiple theories about the rose ceremonies. Because the very first rose ceremony that happens, there's like 30 girls plus, and it is almost impossible uh, for him to okay. memorize their names and all the girls that he's picking. So they have to have some kind of system for him to know their names, whether or not it's written on the rose or he has like a mini earpiece in and the producers are telling him, I don't know. But yeah, so I just thought it was something. funny. <laughs> What do you think, Michaela? I saw that TikTok too, actually. (laughs) And um, I I thought when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I bet that's definitely true. But then one of the contestants commented and said it wasn't true. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, later on, I feel like it's not true. Oh, yeah. It's that very first rose ceremony. They've only been in the house for, like, a day. Yeah, no, I agree. There's no way he knows all their names. And I've just seen something, them. too, that, like, he go or, like, him or the Bachelorette, they go, and before the rose ceremony, they pick out, like, who they want to keep, and then the producers mm-hmm. pick out who they want to keep, and they make a decision, and then the producers give him an order that he has mm-hmm. to go by. Like, he can't pick the order. I think that's the call. I think that that is right, because, like, for this season, 
every single time Victoria has been picked in a rose ceremony, she's been like the last one. Yeah. And I think that it's for dramatic purposes. So that's definitely on the producer's part because he oh, wouldn't yeah. do that. Like he doesn't know to do that. I know. But if we're <laughs> going to talk about The Bachelor, I have notes from this last episode because I write notes on it every time. It was the reckoning this episode. Oh, gosh. All right. The reckoning. During The Bachelor, episode five. First thing I have written down, Victoria's bra is always out. she i don't know what it is about her but she always has her bra on and it drives me nuts and i've been seeing memes about it now so it's no i know it's not just me that's no 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 so like do you own a strapless bra yes yes, for real for real or do you know how to hide is she does she have Um, dark brown hair queen victoria does she call herself that Yes. Queen Victoria, yes. 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 Uh, she luckily is off the show now. Spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't seen it. Her and Anna dude, got okay, the boot. Anna's face when Matt oh. came out and was like, yeah, I've heard that there's been bullying in the house and someone's been starting rumors and this and that. Anna's face was hilarious. She was terrified, honestly. She knew. Her she eyes knew. got so I, big. I was uh, like, oh my gosh, you're done. Uh, yep, Anna you're done. Girl, you're going home. Came- <laughs> okay. So, Anna, Carly, I'll give you a little recap here. Anna had gotten messages about another girl in the house before they went on the season. And this girl showed up, and she told everyone in the house this girl named Brittany was an escort and was dating or, like, sleeping with men for money. And it was a huge thing. And another girl, Katie, went up to Matt and said, like, someone's spreading rumors in the house. It could be, like, Mm -hmm. detrimental to their entire life. At this point, if right. this rumor gets around, like, this is on national television. Mm-hmm. Her parents are watching. Her family's watching. Like, this could ruin her entire personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... Everything, you know? So, they took it very seriously. And Matt, the next day, or whatever rose ceremony it was, addressed the house and said, like, I've it's been brought to my attention that there's some bullying going on and that's a, a toxic environment in the house and he pulled aside Brittany and Brittany told like the whole story so then like he talked to Anna and sent her home he talked to um Victoria and didn't send her home right away but he name dropped that it was Katie and we all like freaked out because we thought that Victoria was going to freak out on Katie for saying something which was a big thing and then um at the rose ceremony he ended up not giving her a rose so she went home that night too which was so dramatic I think you I can watch I, it you have to look up this scene on youtube because she went that up to that and was like i honestly feel bad for you that you are gonna trust these girls over someone that's been loyal to you and honest to you this entire time and she left like that and he didn't say a word to her he just stared at her he was completely silent it was was hilarious it was so funny i actually 
I've recorded some quotes from Victoria. So she said, word for word, I'm not toxic. (laughs) She said when she got uh, kicked out, the girls will be so upset that I'm gone. I brought so many people joy. Yeah. (laughs) I was the most toxic person in the house. (laughs) No, she's not. She better not be. (laughs) I wonder what she is. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. She did say, um, she's like, I'm never dating another Matt as long as I live. And there's so many memes that are like, round of applause she for all the Matt. Like, no. <laughs> and she also said, when people were like calling her out for name calling and stuff, she's like, I can express Ew. myself with name calling when I want to. Yeah, she was seriously the worst. You have to watch some videos about her. Oh. She's actually a Capricorn. Well, that's so funny because my friend Brittany know much about is a Capricorn. And yesterday we were at lunch and we were like talking about her being a Capricorn. And they're like, let's, they're like self born, like leaders or yeah. good managers. They're like, um, but their weaknesses, yes, so weaknesses they have that, that they like, think they're every, better than everyone family. else. They're like a little bit manipulative. There you go. Let me see what else. Exactly. And Matt is a Sagittarius. Oh. So like Capricorn. Their weaknesses are that they're know-it-all, unforgiving, condescending, and like, but they're supposed to be responsible, disciplined, (laughs) self-control, and good managers. No. They are masked. Oh, oh my god. Well, she'd definitely be a good manager. She would. She's such a bitch. You really need to, Carly, you need to look up this rose okay. ceremony from Victoria leaving and watch it. And let us you know said what he's you a think. Sagittarius. You can do it later, but you need to do it. He's generous, idealistic, yeah. and has a great yeah. sense of humor. His Misses are that he can uh, promise more than he can deliver. Like Very important, and will say will say anything, no matter how diplomatic. He doesn't like clingy people, That's being constrained or off the wall theories. He doesn't seem very funny to me. Like, probably I haven't heard written him in the script. Joke. I'm just yeah, I agree. Well, I just think he's, like, nervous because he was never on a season as a contestant of The Bachelorette or anything. So, he just, like, doesn't know how to act on camera. Yeah, it's, like, his first time being on reality TV. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, did you see the, like, preview for next week and Tyler Cameron was in the preview? Yeah, baby! (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I am That's too. I I'm excited too. I know. I was I FaceTimed Riley um when shit was going down because she just loves to see my reaction to everything. And at the very end, she was watching it too. And when I showed Tyler that she was like, Oh my gosh. And we were I'm like two seconds behind her on my TV versus hers. So I was like, what, what, what? And then I saw him and I was like, I did the same reaction. It was so funny. Yeah. yeah so I'm excited for that. I love But that. I also I wrote down so he had the one on one with Rachel 
and they went on this shopping spree, which I'm so jealous of. I cannot believe he bought her Christian Louis Vuittons. I cannot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then she's like, I've never had shoes that are like less than $40 or more than $40. No. <laughs> and she's out here. And she goes back to the group and they're like, are those red bottoms? And she's like, yes. <laughs> Crazy. And then I like that Abigail got the group rose date and like talked to him about her feelings. And I just love Kit. So I'm glad that he got a one-on-one with Kit. And I think it was so special that he did that whole cooking thing. Because that means so much to her. Super sweet. Loved it. I think Kit is super cute. Not that I could I do them too. together, but I think that she's so cute. Well, and you know, I was kind of mad because I don't know how you feel, but I used to like MJ and I don't like MJ anymore. Dude, okay, um, I'm so confused because I don't even know what happened. Like that her and Jacenia are like having a biff. I have no idea what the hell even happened. I was like, what What did I miss? Well, like Jacenia told matt that she was like starting drama in the house basically and then mj just freaked out on her and was like you are um like dissing my character to matt and like he doesn't he's thinking that i'm a different person than i am and all this shit and she's just like mad and there's all this beef and so he just wants to get it straightened out but that end of that episode when they were going back and forth i was rolling my eyes the entire time i'm like you guys need to get your shit together honestly but i just don't like mj after this i don't know i think she's kind of a brat well yeah no i agree and i think honestly i can't remember who said it i think katie said it or maybe it was jesenia during the end of this when she's like I see three different sides of you, like the side when you're with Matt, when you're with the house, and when you're on camera. And I'm like, honestly, that's probably true because I feel like I've seen a few different sides of her just from watching her. So I don't know. But I saw a a tweet the other day that had Victoria's picture, Anna's picture, MJ, and Kit. And it said like two, two gone, two to go. And I was like, why is everyone hanging on Kit? (laughs) Yeah, what is this? (laughs) I love you guys too. Thanks for forcing me to do this. I love you guys. I love you. Bye. Love you. Holy moly, an hour and 12 minutes.